Life is super busy and we get that. But rather than focusing on the hopelessness of the busy problem, why not take the time you do have and make the most of it? Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey, everybody. This is episode number 109. And we are going to be talking about 10. We should have done this next week, 110. Anyways. 10 surefire ways to make time for each other in a crazy busy marriage. And we've really worked hard to come up with 10 ways to do this that do not add to your busyness, Mm -hmm. but instead allow you to connect within the context you're already in. Because you know what? We're all busy. Yeah, we are. It's It's our our world goes. Yeah. Yeah. Although I do want to challenge that before we jump in here too. Okay. If I can do that. Not me, of course, but all the listeners. Other people (laughs) that might be listening. Okay. It's just to look at your busyness kind of objectively and ask yourself if there aren't some things you could eliminate. So we just need to be really careful that we're not using busyness to take us away from what we really need to be attending to, which is our relationship with each other Mm. as couples. Yep. And I'm not saying that every busy couple is guilty of this, like they're trying to avoid their relationship, but it's worthwhile asking yourself if you find meaning in busyness and if so, why? Or... Is your busyness, is it a coping mechanism for something else that's going on? Hmm. So basically, I'm just asking the question, is your busyness functional or is it dysfunctional? Huh, interesting. We kind of talked about this in a previous episode about if you're not spending time together, it's because you you don't don't want want to. to. Yeah. And that's almost the same thing, right? And being busy instead. Yes. That's a possibility. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't look at every busy couple and go, oh, their marriage must be messed up. Because that's not yeah. right. No. There's a lot of very happily married people that have very busy marriages. And they maybe should look at getting them a little less busy too. Right. So there's not necessarily a correlation. But we just want to help you inside your business. But we're going to challenge it too. And so that was your challenge. Okay. Now we'll try to help you. <laughs> so last week we talked about how to create more intimacy in your marriage. Which is such an important topic. And, you know, we mean intimacy, not just more sex. So if you miss but that. that's not a bad thing either. Like no. you make it sound like, oh, 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 sex is bad. We need intimacy. No, but some people think that intimacy is sex and that's a one-to-one ratio. Oh, okay. That's all I'm getting at. So if you missed that, be sure to go back and grab it. Also, make sure you hit that subscribe button in your podcast player so you don't miss any of our shows. Should we jump in? Sure. Okay. Let's talk about modern day leisure time. Now, when we look at how this has changed over the decades, I think we may have mentioned this in a previous podcast too, but for those of you that are new, we will bring you up to speed. A study from 2010 looked at time budget diaries... They must have had researchers ask them to keep those or else they looked at very OCD-ish people. (laughs) They looked at time budget diaries from 1965, 1975, and 2003. And in these diaries, married couples recorded how they spent each hour of time of their time each day. And so that allowed these researchers to look at leisure time over the years. And they expected that the percentage of leisure time with a spouse decreased, but they actually found the opposite. So in 1965, the percentage of leisure time spent in the presence of a spouse was 59%. This increased to 62% in 1975 and 66% in 2003. And so the researchers wrote that the increase in the percentage of time spent in the presence of a spouse over the past four decades was particularly evident for social activities, such as going out to a restaurant, cafe, bar, party, or reception. In addition, joint leisure time spent on in-home social activities increased, such as visiting and receiving friends and playing games. And so their conclusion was, 
that the increase in leisure time spent with a spouse contradicts the popular idea that people are increasingly busy nowadays and have less time for their families. Mm, what? Okay. What the statistics are suggesting is that over the years, couples have managed to find more time to spend with each other. But that's what it looks like. Now, here's the thing is, do these people actually have more leisure time? I don't know. This wasn't reported. Or did the leisure time shrink, but they're giving a larger percentage of what remained to their spouse? I don't know that. This is only talking about percentages, okay? Yeah. And So for the available time, more spent with their spouse. Yes. I don't know whether that available time increased or decreased. Okay. And the other thing is, this is not actually describing whether that lovely couple spending leisure time at a sidewalk cafe, as they mentioned, are engaged at an emotional level, or if they're both on their phones watching traffic go by, and they wrote one hour down in their time diary. Oh. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So the good news is that more of the available leisure time is going to spousal time, but we're not sure if this is quality time or not. So let's look at this in a couple other studies. And this is where we want to get to talking about making the most of your limited time together. So we're still really busy people. And one point to consider is you can kind of get in a rut here where you're dwelling on how little time you have together. Yeah. And it's all about the quantity of the time. That's all you're thinking about. We never get time. It's not enough time. It's always so short. Mm -hmm. We're always so Mm -hmm. rushed. But what if rather than obsessing over the quantity of time you're not getting, how about focusing on making the most of the time you do have? And this is where we want to try to fit this into the idea of, yeah, your life is busy. So let's, let's just roll with that. Mm Mm-hmm. And studies suggest that when it comes to couple time together, the quantity of time is not the most important factor. A study from 2014 found that the most important factor is how satisfied couples report feeling with the leisure time they spend together. So you could spend lots of time together and not feel as satisfied with that time. Yeah. It's more important how satisfied you feel. Okay. And there's a lot of studies that show a correlation between couple leisure time and marital satisfaction. But these res- this researcher from 2014 looked at this correlation more specifically, looked at 1,200 couples and how satisfied they were with their marriage and their leisure time together. And turns out that what really matters is how satisfied you feel with that leisure time. It matters much more than the amount of time when looking at marital satisfaction. And I think that's good news for busy couples. Yeah. So if you're very intentional in making the little time you do have together to be very satisfying, that's going to actually be more productive for your marriage than really trying to squeeze more time out of your busy week. That's where we're going. Because that's just hard. And then you feel the squeeze all over and it's not satisfying. Like you're never doing enough. Yeah. Right. Which I think for Linda kind of highlights the idea of the attitudes that we carry around this because we can get hung up on how little time we have and we can really have a negative perspective on that, but we'd actually be better off directing that energy towards making the most of what's available. Okay. Well, that is so true. Yes. I have a light bulb moment. Yeah. Good job. So, and this I think is about coming at something from the attitude of gratitude rather than poverty. Not enough of like poor me. Oh, yeah. Poor me. I don't get enough time with my spouse. I don't yeah. get enough time with my kids. I can't do this. I can't do that. Yes. Now let's talk about how we can huh. actually make it be quality time. Okay. And I think that one way that you can really emphasize the quality aspect, and we're going to get to the 10 ways or 10 things to do. In just a moment, but one way you can really emphasize the quality aspect is to make sure you focus on activities that allow you to converse and interact. This is so true too. Like I remember that time we dropped the kids off somewhere and I was like so excited. It had been so busy. We were going to spend time together. And then we watched a movie Yeah, and it was like so flat afterwards and so disappointing. And because I... We were totally not connecting. Yeah. Like we were sitting beside each other, but... Yeah. In this together alone. Yeah. Yes. 
So a study from 1988 looked at relationships between couple leisure patterns and marital satisfaction in over 300 married individuals. Now, again, let me kind of give you the techno babble here. So they said that the, the results indicate that the direction and strength between leisure and marital satisfaction are contingent upon the perceived communication during the leisure activity. And so or they said also that joint spousal leisure is negatively related or unrelated to marital satisfaction when communication is low or moderate and positively related when communication is high. So time together, in plain English, time together when you're not talking or if you're only talking moderately, it doesn't necessarily help your marriage and it may even detract from it. Wow. Or your marital satisfaction, strictly speaking. On the other hand, when you're engaged in leisure activities where there are high perceived levels of communication, you're creating a more satisfying marriage. Wow. So that's why the, like watching a movie. Right. Doesn't cut it. No, but I'm, and that's the thing, Verlinda, is like, we're not saying you can't ever watch a movie, but if all of your leisure time together is disconnected time. That's not going to improve. And you think that that's for the benefit of your marriage, it probably isn't. Yeah. Like I would just say, take a good look at it and. Yeah. Ask yourselves, are you really getting from that time what you want? Or should you take that little bit of together time you do have and put it towards something else that allows you to interact more? So think about those activities, what you do together, your leisure time and ask, are we using the time to really communicate and interact? Now, to help you with that, we created a worksheet that takes you through your existing leisure activities and helps you identify how interactive they are. You can use this worksheet as a tool to discuss your circumstances with your spouse and really focus in on how you can increase the quality of your time together as a means to strengthening your marriage. You can get this by opening your browser to oyf.link slash 109. That'll take you to our website, to the blog post for this episode, oyf.link slash 109. Or you can text the word podcast to 9292 spouse. If you have to pay for text messages, then message and data rates may apply. If you don't have to pay for text messages, then they won't apply. But Way to like change it up in there. Thanks. So (laughs) (laughs) it's all about changing it up. Mm Mm-hmm. But once again, all you need to do is text the word podcast to 9292 spouse, or you can find this bonus on our website at oyf.link slash 109. Now, let's give them the goods. Alrighty. 10 surefire ways to make time for each other in a crazy busy marriage. Now, we tried to make all of these meet the criteria that we just set out. Yeah. So that there's interaction and so on. And we tried to make them that they work inside of a busy marriage. So we tried to choose items where we're not adding pressure to your already busy lives. Like you don't have to find the time and get a babysitter and go out or whatever. Yeah. Just connecting within. Within is more the idea. Okay. First one is board games. I'm not a huge board games guy. No. You are more so. Yeah, but... Not huge, but you like them more than I do. Yeah. But as long as like... You keep at it. Like if you take 10 minutes to take your turn, I am so done with the game. (laughs) That does not lead to marital satisfaction. No, not at all. Yeah. So (laughs) people are going to think we need like a board game therapist here, Verlinda. Remember, we're trying to help them. Right, right. So try to choose board games where you can interact more. Yeah. But there's fun games now that aren't necessarily like, like Risk and Monopoly, which are all, I mean, they're great games, but where there's logic and you have to think for an hour, that causes more fights yeah. in other people's relationships. <laughs> You're totally giving yourself away. Maybe there's people out there that can play Risk and have a nice time together because they chat when they're thinking. They can multitask. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Wow, that's good if they can do that. Okay, so the first way we recommend it, we just <laughs> shot down. Should we try the second one to see if that works any okay. better? Number two, shower together. 
<laughs> That's well, a good idea. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like you have to shower anyways. Mm-hmm. I hope you think that. <laughs> yeah. So this is taking something that you're already doing and making it a uh, shared activity. Mm-hmm. And it might take longer yep. to shower this way. Mm-hmm. Just saying. How about eating together? That's a good one. Like eat a meal together kind of thing. Yeah. With the phone off. And the TV off. Yes. And the children turned off. <laughs> good luck with that one. <laughs> no, but uh, without the TV or radio on, put your phones away like Verlinda said. But even once in a while, what we used to do is like, you have to eat a meal every day, right? Mm-hmm. But what we used to do when we were particularly busy and the kids were younger and they were going to bed early mm-hmm. is you would feed them and they would get put to bed. Yeah. And then I was coming home from late, late from something and then we would eat together. Yeah. And so that's a way that you can take time that you're going to spend anyways and you spend that together. Yeah. And it's interactive. Um, it seems like eating something just gives you a reason to stop and sit down together. Yeah. Yeah, there's something to eating and fellowship. and Yeah. Yeah. How about going for a drive, Verlinda? Mm-hmm. So that's a good one. You can either use this maybe instead of watching a movie, go and get some mm-hmm. natural scenery. Mm-hmm. Or when you are driving, think about driving as an opportunity. It's easier to have some discussions when you're driving because you're not facing each other. Yeah. You're both facing the same direction and you're beside each other. Yeah. And there's some things that are just kind of easier to talk about in that context. So going for a drive together, I think, is a great way to, to find time together. I agree. How about doing chores together? Number five. Yeah. You have to do them anyways. That's what you said. Yeah. When when we brought this idea out. Yeah. And like, I mean, dishes are an easy one because you got to eat every day. You got to yeah. do dishes. But I mean, like when you're changing the oil on the car. Yeah. Or, or changing the tires or whatever. Just, washing the car. Yeah. Twice a year. <laughs> in our I, face I wash the car more than that you do when's the last time you washed the car truck van anything uh, I was back in Esteban a long time ago <laughs> in Remember the car that? wash yeah that must have been last summer that's you why I said twice a year car wash no 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 it was that spray one remember oh yeah and I had yeah. a brush yeah okay good job honey and some of those things or may not work. be as interactive some of them are more interactive than others, but some might be more playful kind of interactive. Others might, like when you're doing dishes, you can have a good conversation. Yeah. Washing the car, maybe not so much. You could have a water fight. Yeah. That could be fun. Yeah. Or like yard work. You could weed the garden. Together. Well, I hope I... that appeals to somebody else because it's not striking <laughs> me. But you know what? If it makes your spouse's load easier, then that's a good thing. Right. Right. I can understand why people might think that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Number six. Oh, this is a good one. You got to do this anyways. Go to bed together. At the same time. Yeah. You're already going to bed. Yeah. You already have a get ready for bed routine. Yeah. So why not make that a shared experience? Yeah. If you can. Yeah. And just having those few minutes to chat. Yep. Yeah. And then number seven, prayer or devotions together. Going back to the go to the bed at the same time. I think it can preserve your marriage too. Yeah. Like one's not tempted to be on the computer yeah. Or something. Yeah. Instead of interacting or. Yeah. You're kind of ending your, your interactions with the outside world at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Number seven, prayer or devotions together. Mm-hmm. So this is a good one, taking time to do that and connect at a spiritual level. Uh, you're probably already doing some of this. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't have private devotions, but if yeah. you have some shared devotions, I think that's a good thing too. Yeah. Now, how about number eight, leveraging kids activities. So a lot of our listeners have kids. And kids in different sports and activities like that. And I know it's probably not great to be always that set of parents that dumps their kids and run. Yeah. 
But at least once in a while, if you drop the kids off at soccer, go for a walk instead of watching them for practice. Warn your kids so they know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Or instead of just chatting with the other person, that's good too. Like that we're all for that. Yeah. But once in a while, could you just turn that a little bit and say, you know what, we're going to drop you off and then mommy and daddy have some time together. We'll go for a walk around the neighborhood. Right. Or take the kids to the park yeah. and cut them loose and chat with each other while you keep an eye on them. Tell them right. it's time for independent play. <laughs> nerd <laughs> <laughs> yeah so leveraging kids activities is a or good i one. mean if you don't have kids maybe you take the dog to the dog park yeah cut it loose and all the little dogs and have a nice no, chat I, I mean you got to watch your dog but, but yeah do something yeah okay number nine yes have a hot drink together in the evening yeah my parents <laughs> do this every single night yeah little ritual of connection yeah and they just have a hot drink, sit down, but it like slows them down from the day and then yep. gets them in the mood for bed. Yep. That sounded all wrong. <laughs> <That did so laughs> wrong. Especially since you're talking just, about your parents. I just meant like, <laughs> I just meant slow down. Okay. And like calm or down. Relax go into to sleep. their, yes. Yes, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> you're so bad. Number 10. How about doing a hobby or an activity together? I feel bad mentioning woodworking after our last comment, but I just kind of piddle around the shop and we chat sometimes like other times when we, so we used to have a woodworking shop in our last house. We just don't have the facilities for that here yet. But sometimes when you're running this stuff, it was too noisy or whatever, but there's other times where we're just kind of scooching around, not doing much. And actually this got to the point where we put a soft chair in there for you. Yeah. And so that was just taking a little bit of a hobby that one of us was doing. And sometimes we do it together. Yep. Or sometimes you just sit there and we chat. Yeah. Do you know what? I had a conversation with one lady about this and she was like, well, we can't both decide on a hobby. Right. That we both like. Right. But maybe we don't have to both love the hobby. Right. But it's about being together. You enjoy the time together while the other person's doing it. Yeah. It's a gift that you gave me. Oh, wow. That makes it sound so special. Yeah, well, you'd let me do my thing, but you were in there too. And then we had time together. Yeah, yeah. Right? And yeah, put the baby monitor on. So be creative with that one. Yeah. I think maybe don't need to waste a lot of time trying to find something you both love as much as something that one of you enjoys and the other's willing to be with. And maybe that can be reciprocated somewhere else. Yes, yeah. Like it can't always be one way. No. No. Or it can't always be both ways. So that's the point too. I'm sorry? It can't always be both ways. Like you're both really into it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you might find something you're both into, which is great. Yeah. But that's harder to do. What were you going to say there, babe? I think like going back to the phone addiction episode we had a little while ago and even in my own life, and we found this too, like if we put the phone down, we have more time than we think we have. Mm. Like if we have time to go on social media, Mm -hmm. we actually have time to spend with our spouse. Mm -hmm. Right. It's kind of a vortex. You don't realize what's going into it. Yeah. But it's sucking your time away. Yeah. Yes. Good point. So it could be something just to watch yourself, observe, or be self-aware on is the amount of time we're spending yeah. on social media and then repurposing that. Yeah. That's a couple of time. Yeah. Cool. Like just another practical example. Yep. We noticed that when we got home from church in the evening, after yep. like a full day, we both got on our phones and yep. it was like, kids go to bed. And we sat there on our phones for 10 minutes while they all got ready for bed. And then we went and put them to bed. But it's like, we were totally taking that time away from our kids and from each other. And all our yep. kids were seeing was our noses and the phones. Yeah. But that's hard to make that conscious decision that no, we are not going to pick up our phones. Yes. Because you know what? Nothing can't wait till the next morning. No, they would have called you. 
Yeah. Nothing on your text messages or Facebook. Or, or, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good. So again, you should talk about your current situation first, if you want to make more time and use that as a baseline. And then think about adding one or more of these other ideas in. Now you can get the worksheet for this. Again, it'll be a big help moving you towards this by opening your browser to oif.link slash 109 or by texting the word podcast to 9292 spouse. So we had a review this week from our first ever review from Australia. Ooh, it's from Aussie listener, five stars by Down Under 05. I love listening to your podcast starting from the first one. I listen to three to five per night. Wow. That's awesome. You are faithful. Thank you for all your insightful messages towards marriage through all the effort you both put in. I now feel hopeful for my marriage of 18 years to thrive. We'll be listening all the way down under. By the way, love Canada and its people. Keep going. That's awesome. Yeah. But I do know what the best part is. She feels hopeful for a marriage to thrive. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, that's why we do this. That's good. So. Go on. If you want to get involved in this awesome mission to help save marriages through our podcast, we'd like to ask you to contribute to our crowdfunding campaign so we can reach more Australians. (laughs) Yeah. And North Americans. And we want to reach 5,000 marriages a week through our podcast. We can't do that without your help for even $5 a month. You can help us move towards making that a reality. Please go to oyf.link slash give to learn more about how you can help us reach more marriages. Once again, that URL is oyf.link slash give. Next week for Linda, mm-hmm. we're talking about initiating sex with your spouse. Oh, that should be interesting. Yes. So that's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oif.link slash 109. Hey, I mixed this up a little bit. Do you want to do it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, we want you to also consider leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. Yeah. Do you know what I was thinking back when you said we're on this awesome mission to help save marriages? Yes. But it's also to make marriages thrive like this down under yes. person. Right. Right. It's not just saving them. But helping them to thrive. Yeah. Anyways, where were we? Oh, we want you to consider leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. That helps us keep climbing the ranks on iTunes. And that means that more married folk will be listening to the marriage podcast for smart people. We want to reach a lot of marriages. And this is another way you can help us do that. Wow, that totally changed it up this week. Yeah, thanks. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. I'm ready to start when you are. Okay, it started. I was trying to be quiet for five seconds. Yeah, that didn't work. Try again. Hey, everybody. This is episode... What? That was only like three and a half seconds. Oh. One, two. You're not being quiet. Five seconds? Yep. That's like longer than a six-second hug. I mean, those are good. That didn't sound... (laughs) (laughs) Those are good, though. (laughs) Okay.